Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and thank you for joining us on Luke 21 Radio. I'm a little sad today because this episode 316 is our last time in the epistle of Jude. I, I tell you, it's been a great privilege for me. I've spent a considerable amount of time on First and Second Peter and now Jude. And as far as I'm concerned, there's absolute gems in these epistles that are highly relevant for anybody studying biblical prophecy who wants to live as a faithful Christian in today's world. And so um, I've just thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed it at least a little, if not a lot, as we go through. And today, our topic is end times evangelism, the end times evangelism. We're going to be talking about Jude verses 22 to 23. But before we do that, I want to back up again and remind you of what's said in Jude 17, where St. Jude says, but you must remember, and this is an imperative command, you must, by command, remember the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, who said to you in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. So the entire age is the last times, but false teachers coming in to the church, including the Catholic Church. And remember, Jude's situation, it was only the Catholic Church. There weren't any uh, Protestant churches around back then. And, And at the end of the age, what's going on through the church age, false teachers leading Christians astray by false teachings, particularly regarding sexual morality, will intensify. And in fact, it will be a worldwide flood of it. And this is, of course, what St. Paul describes in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. So we're talking in the context here about the end times and what we are to do. And now Jude verses 22 and 23 says this, And convince some who doubt. Save some by snatching them out of the fire. And have on some have mercy with fear, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So the evangelism that St. Jude is encouraging us to do in verses 22 and 23 is in the context of the church being invaded by false teachers, promoting a corrupt theology that stems from their own personal lusts. And the infectious spread of such teachings will reach unimaginable proportions as we come closer and closer to the end of this age. So the big question is, what do you do when you see this spread of this type of false teaching multiplying in our our very own world. If you see the world self-destructing, what do you do? Well, you could go build a fallout shelter, and I'm not kidding, it's not a bad idea since I saw in the news last night the doomsday clock has now been moved up to 90 minutes before midnight, and uh, it's never been this close to blowing ourselves up. 
But that's not exactly the direction that St. Jude is going us to go, because what should we concentrate on? And, you know, uh, you have to be careful, your diet, so to speak. Uh, The scriptures provide a full-spectrum diet, kind of like one of those real good multivitamins and minerals made from real food. It has a full spectrum of nutrients. And if your only nutrient is there's false teachers, 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 you know, the country's being corrupted, the schools are being corrupted, our churches are being corrupt, and that's all true. And St. Jude certainly didn't dance around that, and we tried not to dance around that, but that's not your full diet. When you see that happening, what do you do when you see false teachers spreading an end-time apostasy through their teaching? The answer in one word is evangelize. That's what you do. You evangelize. And as far as I understand what the new evangelism is, and I, I'm always a little hesitant when I see new this or new that. I mean, just evangelism is good enough for me. But by the new evangelism, I think that means bringing Catholics to a personal encounter with Christ and a faithful living out of that faith. And I, I can go with that. Um, I don't think it's impossible to evangelize even the situation we're in. And there's two reasons for this that I hold personally. One, and you might think this is a horrible, (laughs) horrible reason, but hey, it's who I am. Uh, I was uh, a part of the early Jesus movement in California uh, at Calvary Chapel. This is the church that was on cover of national magazines, baptisms in the Pacific Ocean and all of that. But my point about Calvary Chapel, particularly uh, during the 70s while I was there, is that Calvary Chapel was reaching hundreds, if not thousands, of Southern California youth who were regarded by religious Christian religious leaders as totally unredeemable. I mean, it's impossible for those people to come and embrace faith in Christ. It's impossible for those people to repent and place their faith in Jesus. They were gone. And you know, just this is just one teeny example, but I had a uh, leader of a very popular music group in Calvary Chapel, and my guess is that through his music and witness and testimony, he has led hundreds, if not literally thousands of people who were regarded as beyond being able to reach. He helped bring them to faith in Christ. And before he had his conversion experience, he had had over 500 LSD trips. Now, after 500 LSD trips, most people say, well, either you're anti-Christian or your brain is just mush and you're good for nothing. And here he's led, and, and I would probably guess, thousands to faith in Christ. Now, that was an impossible situation. I personally believe God allowed me to see that and to witness that, uh, that, you know, when society gets to the point, you think, no, this is, this is beyond hope. Uh, that's when God... Uh, seems to show his power in very unique ways. 
Okay, that's reason number one. Reason number two is actually a lot stronger. It's actually coupled with my experience and what seeing what God could do with those who are unreachable, who are unredeemable, and really did redeem them. Okay, and this comes from St. Augustine, City of God, and you hear the tagline for this radio show in Luke 21, like, I like St. Augustine. I owe him a lot for my views on biblical prophecy. This is St. Augustine. It's a question whether during these three years and six months when he shall be loose and raging with all his force, anyone who has not previously believed shall attach himself to the faith. Now, what's he saying? When he says during these three years and six months, the period of great tribulation described in the book of Revelation and other places, it's divided in halves, and this nice-looking uh, leader of the new world order, a new monetary system, and the leader of the world peace movement, everything else, all of a sudden, halfway through this seven-year period, reveals himself as the Antichrist to be worshiped as God. And then all hell on earth breaks loose, and Christians will be put to death, depending on how many faithful ones are alive, but by the thousands or ten thousands at that time. It'll be tough. So Augustine is saying there's a question whether during these three years and six months when he shall be loose, and this is describing in Revelation 20, at the end of the church age is described as a thousand years, just a long time in biblical numerology, that the devil will be loosed and then there's going to be intense persecution. So it's going to be the worst time in human history. So St. Augustine is saying, you know, is anybody going to be converted during this time? Okay, and this is what we need to hear and hear very well, okay? We are to believe that in those days there shall be no lack either of those who fall away from or those who attach themselves to the church. And there shall be such resoluteness. These guys will be have backbones of steel in those who shall then first believe that they shall conquer that strong one. That's the devil, even though unbound, even though the very worst period in biblical history and in biblical prophecy, there's going to be no lack of those who fall away, but there's going to be no lack of those who attach themselves to the church. And the converts at that time, they're coming in. It's not going to be you can get your business contacts by going to church or something. You'll probably be put to death, but they're going to give the devil a run for his money and going to be an incredible witness for truth. And so those who because of iniquity abounding, the love of many will will um, wax cold. There's going to be large numbers that are going to give in to the persecutions. But then comes the big surprise, the big, big, big surprise. And what I'm about to read to you, I've had framed. It's what I look at every weekday, eating lunch in the kitchen of the Family Life Center. I had this quote by St. Augustine framed. Listen carefully. But also, some who till then shall be without. In other words, the unredeemable, the people you never thought would be converted. They shall become firm in the faith they have hitherto rejected, and they will 
be mighty to conquer the devil, even though unbound. This is during that little season in the book of Revelation. This is during the last half of the seven-year tribulation. They're going to conquer the devil, the people who you didn't even think would ever become a Christian. It says, God's grace aiding them to understand the scriptures, in which, amongst other things, there is foretold that very end which they themselves see to be arriving. I mean, we don't know the date, the year, and the month, and all that stuff when people try to calculate when Christ returns, but hey, there are certain signs, and our world is getting a lot of the signs. Whether it is, you know, if it gets horribly bad, the worst in human history, then what happens? There's going to be a conversions in numbers and in strength these conversions to give the devil a run for his money. So I have a request, <laughs> okay? When I launched Luke 21, I was asked by a friend, how are you going to monetize that effort? And I said, uh, kind of, I was embarrassed. I, said, I don't know. We don't have a budget. We have no advertising budget. And yet our listenership has remarkably grown thanks to you. And I would ask you to continue sharing Luke 21 links with your friends wherever they get their podcasts. Send them a link. It says, I think you're going to like this. And people who you think are beyond being saved by Jesus Christ, pick one, the most unlikely candidate in your mind. Send them a link to Luke 21 just as a favor from me and also St. Augustine and Jude. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 316 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.